0: Hi, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 13th of June 2018 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Hong Kong is back to more normal weather for this time of year, flip-flopping between hot and steamy, and just plain wet. We are seasoned Hong Kongers though, so we'll bring our umbrellas and take it with a smile, and hope for a number 8 typhoon so we can have the day off work. While we're going about our daily business this week, we'll be listening to this week's stories, one from Dennis that will wrench your heart, and the other from Gina that will bring back smiles. Both are stories of childhood and growing pains, but with very different outcomes. Big hellos go out to our listeners in our hometown of Hong Kong this week. Thanks for being the most supportive hometown we could hope for. And thanks for listening, and hellos also go out to listeners in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia, Sioux Lookout in Canada, and La Valette in France. The support from our listeners keeps us happy all through the week. You have the chance on the 27th of June to see our stories performed live at the Fringe Club. Have a listen to our storytellers as they tell stories under the guidance of longtime storyteller Austin on the theme of play. Tickets are now on sale at artmate.net or through our website at hongkongstories.com Hong Kong Stories It's better than drama It's better than comedy It's real life Today's first story is from Dennis and was told live at the Fringe Club for a show in March 2018 with the theme of What's Cooking Dennis is a pretty cool guy and unafraid to tell about the nitty gritty in his life A warning though you probably should be sitting down for this story. Here's Dennis.
1: When I was small, I lived in the government public housing estate. At that time, I attended afternoon half-day school, and I was a primary two student. One night... My dad came home and brought with a little dog. And he gave it to me. Wow, so cute! It had a pair of small dark eyes with small brown nose. Its tail was long and straight. It also had soft black hair. Wow, so cute! To me, it must be a grace from heaven. So, I called him Grace. Oh, Grace, Grace, how lovely you are. I took Grace to my bed and played with her very happily. I let Grace sleep by my side. That night, All in my dreams was playing with Grace. Next morning, after finishing my homework, I went to the nearby playground with Grace. Grace traced me around and around. We had a very good time there. In my heart, I took Grace as my best friend. And it seemed Grace took me as a best friend too. Then I left Grace at home and went to school. In school, I told to my classmates about my best friend Grace. They were all very excited. After school, three boy classmates followed me to my house. And played with Grace together. They told me that Grace was very loyal to me. At night, I held Grace tightly to my chest and said to her, Oh, Grace, Grace, I will never, never leave you. Grace, Grace, don't leave me alone forever forever then we had sweet dreams together the third morning after finishing my homework i brought grace uh, to the to the kalinjai park there both grace and i Walk very slowly, very slowly. We smell the grass wandering around the flowers, enjoying the nature. Suddenly, Grace sat down quietly, very quietly. With her little eyes, she stared at me. I looked down at her. It seemed the universe only had Grace and I. It seemed we related to one. That moment I never forgot. Till now. I still remember it clearly. After school, I played with classmates. We played football with my classmates for one hour. As I, came, as I came home, I was very hungry. I smelled a good smell from the pot. I immediately opened the lid and found that it was full of cooked meat. I picked up a full bowl and swallowed them quickly. I was so full and satisfied. I fell asleep at the chair. Didn't know how long time passed away. My mom came back and I woke up. I found that Grace didn't come to welcome me. I asked Mum, Where is Grace? My Mum slowly lifted up her finger and pointed to the pot. What? I was totally socket. I was so upset and very angry. I rushed out of the house and ran and ran and ran till to the Jai park my feet I w- I was I was so 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 upset so so upset I lay I down I left down in front of a big tree and could and could not control and burst out crying. My feet long stop punch the ground till they were bloody. It was painful, but not as painful as my heart. My heart was already broken. I continuously pulled the glass, pulling and pulling and pulling, till I was so tired. At that moment, I knew that my world was without grace.
0: Our stories cover the range of emotions. Hong Kong Stories was started in 2012 as a way to open up lines of communication between busy city dwellers and we've been connecting people through stories ever since Each of our stories is true and told in the first person If you find yourself intrigued by the whole idea come along to a free workshop and try it out yourself We hold free workshops in Hong Kong every week That's 52 workshops you can attend to find out how to be a better storyteller Details of where and when can be found on meetup.com or on our website, hongkongstories.com. Everyone has a story, and we want to hear yours. Also, if you like this podcast and what we're doing, please do write us a review on your preferred podcast provider. Every review is appreciated and helps us get seen by more eyes and listened to by more ears. Now, our second storyteller today is Gina, and she has a story that she told in the April 2016 show that had the theme of senses. Gina's story takes us down a very different path of childhood memories.
2: I've always known my first email address was going to be luckygina at hotmail.com. But as a teenager, young adult, I didn't really know much about internet in general or emails in particular. We didn't really have that much tech education back then where I was growing up in Russia. All I knew, it was meant to be amazing. And there was rumor, some kids at school already had it. It's just I was not cool enough to hang out with those kids and share the experience. But it all changed when I found out that I won a scholarship to go for a year as an exchange student to America. Everything I dreamt about during those long, cold Russian winters (laughs) was finally about to come true. I was finally going to get a chance to experience receiving an email for the very first time in my life. Not that I knew anybody I could do that with, but, hey, I'm going to America. Everybody emails there all the time. And now, lucky Gina at (laughs) hotmail.com was coming to town. On my way to the airport, my grandma gave me a word of wisdom to stay away from crazies and weirdos, those Americans, who knows with them anyway, and off I went. As I was boarding the plane, I get settled in my seat, and next to me sits this guy, this cute guy, dark hair, deep, dark eyes. Bright smile, not too tall, with a bit of meat on his bones. Cute and cuddly, just the way I like them. We start talking. He's a medical student, check. (laughs) Comes from a family of doctors, check. Lives in New York where I was about to go to school, check, check, check. He could be my first time thinking. I could totally receive my first email from him. I wonder what his email address is like. Is it long and memorable? Or maybe short but playful? By the end of our 10-hour conversation from Moscow to New York, he asked me for my contact details. Well, I don't have any. I know I'm going to be in a dorm of this university, but that's really it. No WhatsApp, no Facebook, no Twitter, no nothing. Man, and I really like this guy. Do you have an email, he asks. (gasps) Yes, I didn't set it up yet, but I already know what it's going to be. It's going to be Lucky Gina at hotmail.com. Well, here's mine: Greg Kimpinski at nineteen seventy-five at aol.com. Long and memorable. I like it. We parted our ways. So a few days of settling in at the university, I finally get a chance to go to the computer lab. And so now all these fantasies that I've had all these while were finally about to become a reality. I was finally about to get lucky, Gina at Hotmail.com set up, and have my first email experience ever. My heart starts beating faster and faster, my hands are getting sweaty, this overwhelming sensation all over my body, shaking my entire existence to the core in anticipation of something unreal about to happen. It's 1997, so not too many, use hot, not too many people use hotmail, no issues with getting the address I wanted, and so we start exchanging emails. Send and receive. So this is how receiving an email feels. (laughs) I asked him yesterday if he likes pizza and what his favorite pizza topping is. I wonder if he replied yet. (gasps) Yes! 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 He replied, Mushrooms! His favorite pizza topping is mushrooms! After we did it three times, we decide to take it offline. <laughs> when can I see you, he asked, when he called me later that night. There is a show tomorrow in the city. Would you like to come see it? Yes? Excellent. My parents will come pick you up. Your parents? Yes, I'm tied up at school and they're in the area. Do you mind? What, his parents are gonna pick me up for our first date in person? I mean, we've already exchanged emails three times, <laughs> maybe that's how it's done here in America, I mean, I don't know, I really like this guy, okay, yes, sure, your parents will come pick me up, okay, yes, so next day, his parents pull into the driveway, nice car, mom in the driver's seat, well put together, here in a bun, dad in the passenger seat, familiar bright smile, I get in, We start driving. So you are the Gina we've heard so much about. Do you like it here in New York? Have you been to the Museum of Modern Art yet? They have an excellent exhibit right now of Jackson Pollock. Okay, we'll check it out sometime. And so we drive a little longer in silence. moron look at that cocksucker I look out the window I don't see any cocksuckers (laughs) goddamn tailgating asshole dickhead (laughs) fucking incredible what the hell just happened (laughs) <laughs> oh, Gina, you know, next month, there is this excellent thing that happens here in New York called Tribeca Film Festival. You should definitely check that out. A very New York thing to do. Right, yes, okay, sure. Um, so his parents are quite peculiar. Have an anger issue, maybe? Tourette syndrome? Or maybe they're just playing cool. Maybe that's what cool people in America do. They swear. In that case, they seem to be pretty cool. Or what if my grandma was right about all those crazies and weirdos? Who knows with them Americans anyway? And I'm in the back of this car, which started to feel like speeding was like 100 miles per hour. I don't know these people. Nobody knows I'm in their car. Who are these people? Are they really his parents? And even if they are, what do I really know about him? (gasps) Oh my God, and I've received his email three times. (laughs) I should really be more careful about my email encounters. Oh my God, God Almighty, my hands are getting sweaty. My heart is starting beating faster and faster. This overwhelming sensation all over my body, shaking my entire existence to the core in anticipation of something unreal about to happen. Why are we not taking the highway? Why are we driving through these alleys? Really bad traffic right now, Gina. if we take the highway much faster if we go around. Right. So finally we do get to the city, and I'm not thrown in the back of their car with my head covered in a sack and my hands tied in the back like they show in movies about bad American spies. (laughs) Well, that's a relief. So maybe they are just cool Americans who like to swear and speed over the speeding limit. So we get out of the car, and there he stands. Greg Kempinski, 1975, at Suddenly, though, he doesn't look that cute and cuddly anymore, but more like weird-looking, with an awkward laugh, and his fingers, those fingers that I've been imagining all this while, gently pressing the keyboard, typing me his response about how much he loved pizza, and gently but firmly pressing enter to send it off. Those fingers now looked little and chubby, interlaced on his round belly, poking through his tightly buttoned purple shirt with silver buttons about to pop off. I didn't want to be rude, so we'll proceed to the show. With him to my right and his parents to my left. He took my hand. His hand felt hot and moist (laughs) and not very pleasant. I pulled away. After the show, I did allow him to drive me back home via highway, no back alleys, just him, no parents, and we parted our ways. Next day, I decided to change my email from luckygina at hotmail.com to Happy go lucky at yahoo.com.
0: Thanks for listening to these stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. If you aren't in Hong Kong, but you'd like to hear your story on the podcast, you can send us a written story. The stories can be anything at all as long as they're true and they're short and you are the main character. We promise to read them all, and our favourites may be read on future podcasts. Find information on this, past podcasts, photos of our storytellers, and oh-so-very-much-more at hongkongstories.com. Thanks goes out to all the unsung heroes of this podcast, to Jen, who curated and directed our March 2018 show, and to Renata, who steered the show way back in April 2016. We appreciate all your work. The music on this podcast was created and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. May your week be filled with ice-cold teas, popsicles,
2: and a curious bird.